You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Good morning. Greetings, Elizabeth Patricia. I'm so honored to have you here with me today on the Powerful Creator Show. I am really happy to be here, Cheryl. It's an honor. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. And we start off our conversations on this show by uh, asking the same question every time. And that is for you to share what it means to you to be a powerful creator. It's a very good question. And I would like to add just a co in there because I consider myself a powerful co-creator. Mm. Um, I believe that everything is, um, is we work with the universe, with God, whatever it is that you believe in, and we work in tandem. Um, you know, the ideas that I got about um, opening my place were not mine. Basically, they were downloaded. So I say that I create. And uh, the powerful part is about Listening to that guidance is about doing the inner work. It's about being really um, feeling, you know, um, what would I say, anchored mm-hmm. in yourself. And that's, I believe, is where personal power comes from. So if you put that together, it's, um, it's really about being yourself and listening to the messages from the universe and acting on them. Beautiful. That is a lot to unpack. And it, I mean, it dives us right into this whole conversation. And so, okay, my first thing that I want to share with everybody is that you own an amazing retreat space in Costa Rica. And that idea you said came to you as a download. So let's talk about how that happened and what your dream was. And just tell me the whole story. Okay. So the story began many years ago. And it was um, through a really rough time that I was going on in my personal life. I was in corporate Canada for many years. And, um, and basically, uh, one day, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I remember specifically what that day was. And I was attending a workshop, a Stephen Covey workshop. And the person asked um, uh, about being your ladder being against the wrong building. So you've made it to the top, but your ladder is actually against the wrong building. And to me, that was it. I was at the top of my game. I was an executive in in a multinational company. And, um, and I realized that that's not what I wanted to do. So I came spiraling down and uh, went through a depression, like many people do when they leave their corporate life, because that's their identity. I mean, I was working something like 70 to 90 hours a week. And it was just very, very difficult time. And what I wanted the most was to be able to go to a place that was beautiful, that was, um, that was in nature that was sunny and warm and happy, and where I could meet people that were like me. And I really never found that place. And since then, this was over 20 years ago. And since then, I had this idea of building that place for myself and for everybody else and offer it to everyone else. So the downloaded part was that I had this idea, but I had no no idea how I was going to do it. And that's what I feel was downloaded. It was 
you didn't know exactly what it was, but the steps were revealed to you as you went along. So and, you, you had this inspiration that you knew you wanted to build this space. So yes. why Costa Rica? Costa Rica, I was born in Costa Rica. Ah. My mother is from Costa Rica. I was born here and uh, my father was Canadian and he worked with airlines. And at six weeks, I took my first flight, my first flight, and we moved to Spain. So we never lived. I never lived in Costa Rica. And, um, and I, I had that feeling of wanting to know this country better and to come back. And we did live in other Latin American countries. And I do feel, um, you know, that, that life um, that's a little bit different in Latin American countries and the path. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I wanted to be part of that again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so exciting. So what were the steps? I mean, over a 20 year period, you kind of had this idea, you had this feeling that you wanted to do this. And obviously it didn't happen overnight. You didn't wake up the next day and boom, your dream is here. So yes. what were some of the steps? Tell me some of the, share some of the, um, cause you said they're like incremental little steps and you answer and you just do these little things. So, and that's exactly how dreams unfold. And we all like people see people who got from point A to point Z and they're like, I want to get to point Z and it can be very overwhelming or they don't even know how to start. So I would love for you to share just um, what those inspirations looked like and felt like and what kind of steps you took. What were the waypointers for you? Um. Well, I did a lot of um, uh, self-help and self-development work. And I was always asked the question, well, what is your dream and what do you want to do? And even though at the time I was not thinking about Costa Rica, that is the answer that came out, which was really interesting. Okay, I guess there's something there. And nothing else would come to mind. Um, And I did many other things in those 20 years. I mean, I, I worked, I became a minister I, um, I worked um, and, and made my own products. I studied um, herbs and I studied aromatherapy. I did all kinds of healing work. And, um, but when people said, well, what do you want to do? That's, that was it. It was Costa Rica. And we did. We, you know, we were close to, to doing something about this in 2008. And we were down here. And then the market crashed. Mm-hmm. And um, so immediately I thought, okay, this is not the right time. So we put it on the back burner, but it always, you know, kept showing up. And, um, and then about four years ago, it was actually my husband who said, you know, you never mentioned that dream anymore. And at that time, I thought, you know, maybe it's not for this lifetime. And he said, well, we're coming up to our 25th wedding anniversary. Why don't we go down to Costa Rica? So we did, and I contacted someone that had shown us some land very close to here, but he wasn't in Costa Rica anymore, so he suggested this other person. And when I told him what I was looking for, he immediately, immediately brought us to this land. Wow. And, uh, and I remember it was up on the mountain, we're about a thousand feet up, and, um, and you know we're coming up the mountain, and there was a little incline with palm trees on either side, and uh, we came up to this, lot, to this lot and looked at the ocean, 180 degree view of the ocean. And I knew that this was it, this was it. So things after that happened very quickly. So when you say little steps, yes, they're little steps, little reminders. Mm-hmm. But once you make the decision, 
that this is what you're going to do, then things happen quite quickly. I, and I, yes. Yeah. So you were going to say, so after that, tell us some of how, like, how did it unfold so quickly for you? How did you get to where you are? And then share your beautiful space and what you've created there and what you, um, you. what you offer. Yeah, so always it was the idea of having a retreat center. It was a place where people came to to heal, a place to be in peace and tranquility, and just a beautiful, beautiful place where they felt in peace. Mm -hmm. And um, so we bought the land and we started with uh, an architect, a Costa Rican architect. And it was really important for me to employ people in Costa Rica and a friend of ours in Canada just did help us out, another architect. So we, we built this place and I wanted it to be um, like clean, like a canvas, because I thought I don't want the place to take away from what people are here to do. Mm. And um, so what we called it was simple elegance. And that was the, the vision. And he you know, started drawing and we kept um, fixing it up. And, and then because you know things never go in a straight line. We <laughs> <laughs> we we had the plans and we had the builder, and this is something that was really quite amazing. He had given us a price, and we thought, okay, you know, we can do that. And uh, when the plans came in, when they were finalized, and he gave us his formal quote, it was three times as much Whoa. as the original quote. And we thought, oh my goodness, there's no way that we can do that. And at that point, you know, my husband and I were thinking, wow, you know, this is, this is way beyond what we can do. And how is that going to work? And Cheryl, it just kept going, you know, even though we were stalling, the project kept going. I don't know if you've ever experienced that or not, but it's really quite amazing that, you know, because it was born already, it had a life of its own and it was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that it kept going, even though you felt like you were stalled? Even if I said, well, because the architect went on, you know, and looked and found somebody else and we met with that person. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest thing was, was, you know, building a place um, where you don't live. I mean, I was in Canada and, um, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't in Costa Rica. And so, yeah, we had to, um, do everything and thank goodness that now we have video and we have all those things and you know you can you can do it right Um, but it was tough you know it was really really tough but it just continued going and even though you know money was getting short and that sort of thing it's still we found a way it was just you know and and it was just so amazing and we found a great builder who understood um, you know, what our situation was, who, um, you know, was, I mean, we had 28 people living on our land, um, builders to, um, to complete this project that was completed in a year and a half. And it's a large project, it's 12 and a half acres. And, uh, you know, we have a boutique hotel, and we also have our home here. And um, so, yeah, I mean, we got it done. So it was, it was really quite an experience. And, and many times throughout there, you had your, you know, you, you questioned yourself, is this the right thing to do? Is it? And the answer that always came to me was that I would have not gotten this idea or gotten this far unless it was the right thing to do. Mm. 
So, you know, we opened and we opened last year in November and, um, and we were very happy. We had a fantastic five months and then we had to close down. So one day I'm going to write an article. I had a hotel for, for a retreat center for five months. Um, the pandemic came yeah. and who could have expected that? Right. And uh, yeah, so, but we're here and we're waiting and, and we know that when people come here, they're, they're so impressed and I have a fantastic staff. Um, the staff needs to, in order to work here, they need to buy into my dream and what it's all about and they do so it's 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 like a family it's it's a whole deal and when people come here the one thing that they say is that they feel like they're at home oh that's so lovely that's mm-hmm. a nice environment so what is your what exactly is i mean i know the flavor of the dream but share with people the what's the flavor the the simple elegance the healing modality because it sounds like that really drew you in as a person Mm-hmm. Um, just what you're saying with all of the things that you explored and tried when you left corporate. And so what was that calling for you that this is the realm that you wanted to be in? I, what I believe, um, and I did work in a hotel before in my younger years. And I just think that this place is a culmination of everything that I've done in my life. Mm. So I might not be, you know, experienced in running a hotel, but I'm experienced in putting together events. I'm experienced that. So all the little things that I've done in my life, they sort of have culminated in what I can offer here. So it's not like, and that's what I, you know, I really try to explain to retreat leaders that are interested in coming here is that it's not just like booking a place. Right. You're, you're, you, I'm, I'm here. And I help you to, you know, to have the best retreat ever. And I, I know every single little piece of what the retreat leader needs because I've been that as well. So it's, it's like a whole package. And it's, that is what I think is so rewarding is that you come to a time in your life that you think, oh my God, you know, all those things that I went through and some that I suffered through and you know, now they come, now they're, they're worth so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, never regret anything in your life. Never. Because um, it will come to serve you sooner or later. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm in that phase of my life now too, where I'm creating this whole different thing. And yet it feels like home. It feels like the culmination of everything that I've done, all of the little steps that I've taken are all like, it's like putting ingredients together for a recipe that you don't quite know what it's going to be. <laughs> exactly. No, you, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. And trusting that process and trusting the, you know, trusting the guidance that you get along the way. Yes. And I think that, you know, you, the determination, the patience and trusting the guidance, trust, trusting the universe. I mean, all those things, all the things that you know, through all the work that I did in self-development, I thought, okay, you know, I, I understand what they're saying. And then finally I lived it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and there was a huge difference, but I, you know, it was like, I remember a teacher said uh, a long time ago, she said, make a decision that you can't turn back on. So, and I thought, okay, well, this is it because there is no turning back. And, and then I remember, I don't know if you know, um, Cynthia Kersey, the unstoppable woman, she's an amazing woman. 
and she was going through a really rough time in her life. And, and her mentor said to her, find a dream that is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And that's what she did. And she, you know, builds schools in Africa and, and, you know, does wonderful work over there. So it, yeah, it's about finding that thing that, that no matter what, you know, that's much bigger than you and no matter what you are part of it and you are the co-creator in it and, uh, and it feels right to you and it feels you know, like you're, you're sitting in the proper place. And many, many times I've even written an ebook on finding your purpose. And um, now I believe it's not so much about finding your purpose, it's about being your purpose. Yeah. Yes. Share a little bit about your wisdom in that difference between finding your purpose outside of you versus being your purpose and embodying it. I mean, we all do it. We all look outside of ourselves. We, we do it. And, you know, with, with um, the self-development industry, I mean, there's so much to choose from. And, and you think that maybe the next teacher is going to have the answer. And maybe if I buy this course, then, you know, that's going to be the little piece that I'm missing. And, you know, that, and it's not about that. It's about finding that within yourself. So I think the best thing that anybody can do is especially when they're in a place where they don't feel well and they're um, they're totally stressed out and that is to be quiet to find sol- solace and in the silence and to journal I mean journal journaling has been a savior for me mm-hmm. and um, and journaling for me is writing down my thoughts and then I you know you find after you write um, then the answers come to you and all of a sudden you have a piece of paper and a pen and you're writing answers to the questions and the problems that, you know, you thought you had and all that. And it's just about taking that time and being quiet and, um, and listening. Yeah. You know, as a, as I'm studying sound healing more and more and more and diving deeper and deeper and deeper into it, there's such, there's an aspect of it that is silence and embody embracing silence and embodying silence and allowing silence to be a part of a sound progression and a sound session that just allowing people to sit in silence to hear themselves because we don't have that a lot in our society anymore and it sounds like where you're at and the other the healer the other healer is nature i mean one of the questions that i was asked was, are you going to have TVs in the rooms? And I said, no, I'm not going to have TVs because the TV is right in front of you, listening, it's looking and listening to so beautiful. And you feel so wonderful just being in this environment. Oh, I love that. And you got cut off a little bit, but I kind of got the gist of what you're saying about being in nature is the television and watching the birds in the morning and being just the sound of the wind and all those trees, I can imagine. And the green and the smells, like I can put myself there and I'm like, I want to be there. (laughs) Yes, come, come. (laughs) I'm having a retreat there and I'm really, really looking forward to it. And um, I just feel like I agree with you. And when we talk just about that healing aspect of nature and silence and time and quiet and structuring retreats around um, plenty of time to be alone to process your own stuff. And I feel like that's what a lot of, you know, um, spiritual teachers and personal development teachers and all of those kinds of people, um, 
a lot of it is lacking is that that there's no answer outside of you. The answer is inside of you. And it's what is that? What's the particular reflection that you're looking for, which I feel like is all we can do as teachers or people who do this kind of work is that simply just be a mirror reflecting back the life that's already in you. And who do you recognize that in, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we need those teachers, you know, when we're on our path, you know, we, we need those teachers, but, but we're our own teachers. So if we can get other people to just, you know, give us a hint or something like that, then it does help. Right. But in the end, it's here. Yeah. And there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's all part of the path. That's all part of the journey until you, I think you have to do so much exploring until you finally get tired and you sit down and just go, Oh, Oh, here it is. It's here all along. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, you're absolutely right. Oh goodness. Well, tell us about your, your place, what it's called and what you offer and where people can find you. Is it just for retreat leaders or can anybody regular person just go check themselves in for a personal retreat? Yes. So um, they absolutely, we have packages that we've put together like a rejuvenate package and a recharge package and, you know, it includes a massage and, and, you know, an outing either to um, do zip lining, if that's what you like to do, or to have a day at the beach, or to go and see the, this, we have a beautiful place where we take people. It's owned by Costa Rican family, and they have um, a waterfall there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you can go swimming, and you can go hiking, and um, they serve you lunch. Um, and just, we have lots to offer. So you either come as a retreat and I help you to put your, you know, your retreat to give you ideas of how many, you know, how many activities you would like and, and make sure the activities have to do with what you're teaching. And um, it's just, it's, it's a dream for, for a retreat leader like yourself, because everything is done for you ahead of time. So by the time you get here, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry if, you know, the restaurant that you're going to is going to be open or not, or if they're going to serve tea at a certain time, you don't have none of the logistical stuff you have to worry about. It's all taken care of for you. So you get to also um, enjoy the retreat, which I think is really important because the, the leader is part of the experience and the people that come with you want to experience you also. It's about their experience, but they want to know their teacher as part of the group. I believe. Yes. So it's not like, you know, the teacher is here and the group is here, but it's a cohesive, you know, on the same level group. Yeah. And we have a fantastic chef. Oh my goodness. He is just amazing. And, um, you know, we put together the menus before you come. And if, if some people, you know, are vegan then um, we are not certified vegan, but we can certainly, um, you know, do vegetarian and as much vegan. We've had lots of vegan people come here. And, um, and we have um, service, you know, to go into town, uh, we pick you up at the airport, you know, so that you don't have to worry about that coming to a strange country. Um, it's just totally prepared for you. And um, we like, we only have, well, not only, but we have six rooms here in the main hotel. And we all, when I'm not here, they also, the house is available. And um, so basically, I believe that the best retreats are between six to 12 people. Agreed. So if you really want, yes, if you really want to have um, 
uh, you know, a smaller, more intimate retreat where people don't want to share their room, especially now with COVID, this is an issue, um, you know, unless it's family and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and everything is prepared for you. All the me meals are included. Um, the only thing that's not included is alcohol, but most of the retreats actually don't um, encourage that because you're doing personal work. But we also have corporate groups that come and, you know, that's a totally different vibe. But they get the place as soon as you walk here. I mean, when you walk in to La Pasula and you go through the breezeway and you see the beautiful ocean view, I mean, it's, it's almost as if everything just drops, you know, and, and you don't need your phone and you don't know what time it is or anything like that because you're, you're present. You're in, in, yeah, you're in paradise, like they say, you know, some of the people say. So... We do that. And then the times that we don't have retreats, then we're open as, as, as a boutique hotel as well. Wonderful. And um, we just had our first wedding last week, which was really lovely. And yes. Exactly. So there's lots to, to celebrate. It's, it is a place of celebration as well. I sense the, just the energy coming from you of just the pure joy and how peaceful it is. I like, I'm feeling the peacefulness coming from you. And I'm like, Oh, I just want to, I wish I could leave this conversation and go plop myself on a little cabana and with my journal and just, just go, ah, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So it's La Pazul and they, La Pazul, so it's L A P A Z U L dot com. And I've given you a couple of links. There's, there's a, one of them is for a video and, and what it means, because a lot of people say, what does La Pazul mean? And, and basically it's, it's two words that I've put together. One of them is Lapa for the macaw. And the second word is Azul for the sky or the sea. So I, I put them together, La Pazul, and made this word. And, um, and then I did numerology on it and it turned out to be an 11. So I thought, okay, this is it. You know, this is, this is the, the name and it's really, it's known as La Pazul. So Beautiful. People really, really know it. And, and people that don't speak the language remember the name, which is great because, you know, sometimes they oh, don't make it too complicated. That's okay. It was the name and, and we kept it. And, um, and this is my dream. My dream is to bring the macaws because the macaws are on the extinction. Ex extinct oh my goodness. I can't say it. What is it? Extinction? Extinction list. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. And, uh, and so there's a corridor here in Costa Rica between the North and the South. Wow. And uh, in this place here, they're starting to come back, but they're not. And that's my dream is that the macaw finally comes here. So we actually planted, you know, trees for them to come. And, um, and what they say, we had this older gentleman that came and gave us, you know, a talk about that. He was a gardener and he said, this is what you have to, <coughs> excuse me. This is what you have to plant and you can't plant things in a row because things are not in a row in nature. Mm. You have to plant this here and that here. And so we did, you know, all this in, in the jungle, we put up these, these trees for the macaws. Oh, that's amazing. And, um, and the interesting part is you said the macaws is since they've been, people have been after the macaws for many, many years. They're very smart birds. And um, so they will be very careful. So they watch the other birds first before they will feel comfortable in coming. So first to come, um, you know, the toucans, we have lots of toucans. We had four toucans in one 
in one, um, one of our palms over here, which is my sacred palm. That's one of the reasons I bought this place. And they're, you know, they're there. And then, then the parakeets come and the parakeets have come and then, you know, a bigger uh, green parrot and they're coming. So I expect that we're going to get, you know, at least in the next year, we're going to get, um, we're going to get the macaws coming. So that's my, that's a dream that I have. And then we have a sloth living here and uh, the staff named her Lola. Oh my and uh, she was here, you know, through the construction. I mean, she was here and everything. And, and then all of a sudden I get this picture. I was a cat and I get this picture and she's had a baby. Oh. So she has a baby and the male. So now we have her and the baby and the male. Um, I haven't seen her yet since I've been here because they're very high up in the trees, but uh, she's here. So that's really cool. And, and we just see so many things. And we've also built an edible garden. Wow. So the chef, you know, all his, his things that he needs, all the spices and all of that is, uh, is grown here. And, uh, and we've planted all kinds of fruit trees. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And even in the one year that it's been open, it's just, oh, it's so beautiful. It's green and lots of color. We planted many, many um, um, bushes for the butterflies that the butterflies like. And um and the little colibris. Now I forgot the word in, in English. The little ones that drink the honey. What are they called? Hummingbirds. Hummingbirds. There's lots of hummingbirds. Oh. So it's just spectacular. I mean, it sounds like it. I love birds. And my grandfather, when I was little, had a garden and he knew what flowers to plant to attract which kinds of birds and which kinds of butterflies. And I, so that really touches my heart that you are doing that and calling in the macaws, calling them back. And, oh, that's just magnificent. That's just really, really beautiful. Very special, very special. Uh, well, Elizabeth Patricia, thank you for being with me here today. I really appreciate your time, okay. taking your time from your beautiful day there and yeah. spending it here. And I cannot wait to come and visit myself and I'll share the video and the links for people listening that they can find you and find this magical place and go treat themselves and treat their clients. Thank you so much, Cheryl. And Yes. Tell everyone. <laughs> I will. I'll be blasting. Well, I don't know. I don't want to, it's going to be booked out all the time, but that's good for you. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make a date for our retreat next year and then you can, you know, uh, I'll save it. No, I'm kidding. I'll shout it from the rooftops. I believe the more people go and tap into the magical places like that, that, that those, that's one of the keys that awaken that beautiful being that you have in you that brings you back to life. Yeah, absolutely. And I can tell you, Cheryl, that, you know, uh, I knew about gratitude and feeling gratitude, but having this place, it's, you really feel it every day. I mean, every day I give thanks for this gorgeous place and for this wonderful dream that I was given and I was able to manifest. I mean, yeah, it's from the heart and, um, and, and the staff are the same. So when you come here, you know, you just feel, you feel, you know, um, held. Beautiful. I would say it's beautiful. Yeah. Ah, well, thank you, my dear. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Cheryl. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Powerful Creator Show with Cheryl Sosnowski. Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.